Hey, all you cats and kittens. This is Jeff Ashkin in Los Angeles, California. I'm joined with Roy Cole in Jersey City, New Jersey, and Derek Kelsey in Yokohama, Japan. And this is Coast to Coast to Coast, the only podcast recorded simultaneously on three coasts. Do we know that? We, I mean, it's possible there's other podcasts. The only Just podcast like recorded okay. on <laughs> three different coasts simultaneously. I don't know. That was my, I don't know. I thought of Tiger King. I don't know. It's going to be so dated now. So. Um, oh, what, Tiger King? Yeah, the whole Tiger King. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't know about you guys, but like when everybody tells me to watch a show, that makes me not want to watch the show. Yeah, like, well, you, I think you're more contrarian than you really Yeah, are. that's my contrarian mindset. Yeah. Like, well, like, just because you tell me to do it, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I was gonna watch it, but now I'm not because you told me. Uh, I started it. Um, I think it's pretty <laughs> interesting. Cheap. Uh, anything funny happened to either of you this week? Uh, I got a story. It's not funny at all, though. Okay, but it's um, kinda... <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't really answer the question. But uh, let's hear it. <laughs> no, it's a little interesting. It happened today. Uh, so earlier today, there was a power outage in my neighborhood. Hmm. And uh, it was just a strange feeling. Uh, I've never felt such a, uh, like an existential dread as I did when uh, the power went out today. Because, uh, you know, there's a pandemic going, <laughs> going around, right? What? Uh, I, I get, you know, power outage is like pretty annoying under normal conditions. But when there's like a global pandemic, there, there's like a whole added dimension to it. And, and I saw that the power was out everywhere. So like all the grocery stores around me had no power too. So everybody else, all the residents near me, uh, their food would go bad. And then they would go to the grocery stores, but there wouldn't be any food there because that food would spoil. And so like, that's it. And uh, it's funny, my girlfriend, bless her heart, she, she was like, oh, right, we, we have a gas stove, like we could still, no, we have a gas stove, we could still use uh, the oven. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we can't use the oven because it needs power to turn on the oven. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then I started thinking about, uh, like, what uh, weapons do I own in case, uh, <laughs> like, bands of marauders, you know, start roaming the city. Um, yeah, but then it came back on, like, uh, it took, a like an hour and 15 minutes, but that was, uh, it was a very tenuous hour and 15 minutes. So speaking of which, um, let's get to our topics. Um, and this kind of is a good segue because you brought up firearms. What are some things you shouldn't say at a funeral? Right. You want to go, you want to take this? <laughs> so I was just trying to understand. Jeff's segue from firearms to funerals. To, I, don't I just, I don't know. know. There's going to be a lot of funerals after all the firearms yeah. I sold? Is it? I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I've been to a few funerals, unfortunately. And uh, I was surprised to find that, that the bar for what you can say at a funeral is actually much higher than I thought. Like, uh, mm. well, because I went to... The last funeral I went to was um, a friend's father that had passed away. 
And uh, I was just amazed. Um, like as soon as the funeral ended, the service ended, all the friends that I knew at the funeral service uh, were immediately like laughing and joking, like right away. And, and not, not like remembering the, the father, or, like funny things about the father, but like, but like pulling up videos on their phone, be like, look at this funny YouTube clip. <laughs> and like, we were still at the funeral. <laughs> like it was just the service had just ended and we were in the lobby. And I, it was just very surreal to me how, how quickly that pivoted for, from like somber and, and reflective to like, okay, back to normal life now before we were even in the parking lot. So, uh, so then I thought maybe I was the weird one. Like I, uh, well, I was it, like too it, somber for the funeral or something. It's possible the father loved YouTube and he wanted, you know, <laughs> his you know, family and friends to enjoy themselves. And I already, I feel a lot of pressure for my funeral already. And like, I, I won't even be there. Well, yeah, like it was like, you know, everyone gets invited. Like how many people show up that are invited? Like do people RSVP know and, and stay home? Um, you think that would bother you? Uh, I get it might bother like my future children, right? I would hate for them to be like, "Oh my gosh, Dad had like fair weather friends or, or something." You know, All right, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll RCP right now. I'll be there. Don't you worry. <laughs> if I'm you, alive. you don't. You won't know if you'll be available. I could have it like on your birthday or something. I would make a point. Then you'll have a to... tough choice to make. <laughs> I already have a lot of material for your eulogy, so <laughs> <laughs> you had some good roast material. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I actually had this idea. Like, I first I fake my own death, and then I find I see what people would say to me at, at my funeral, so I get a chance to have that experience, which no one ever gets to have. I actually, I know someone who did that actually. Um, what? Who? Nah, it, it wasn't quite that because I used to play a, a Hearts the card game online, mm -hmm. and I guess somehow one of the posts or one of the players convinced another player to inform everybody that this first player had died tragically. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, this guy said like, oh, I'm afraid, uh, I, for I forget his username, but he's like, he passed away and everyone was pretty devastated and posting on the, it, it definitely, it was like a big event in the Hearts uh, online community <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the Microsoft gaming zone. Um, and then like a few days later, he came, he like signed in, he went online. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What? Are you dead?" <laughs> like, "What? No, I wasn't dead." And uh, I think he tried to play it off as like a big misunderstanding or something, but uh, nobody really liked him after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's a lesson, Jeff. Um, yeah, I guess so. My God, Jeez, I guess. But that was the hearts community. They might have been a little less forgiving. I don't know. Oh, you know what happens? I don't. I don't know if, if you guys deal with this dilemma, but uh, I have like a. Like friends of Facebook friends, right? And uh, so sometimes they'll post about an acquaintance that died tragically, um, like a usually a young person, like somebody our age, and they die. Like, oh, I, I, I this person was such a, an amazing spirit, whatever. But they never say how that person died, right? Because you don't say that on Facebook. That's like not the form for that. But that's like the main thing that I want to know. <laughs> it's like how did this person they were so they were like 28 years old right what got though like what is it something i need to worry about right uh, you know when i see that on facebook 
um, you know, someone passed away, it's a horrible thing, obviously. But like, my first thought is like, what, how did it, how did it happen? And you, you kind of like sift through the comments and see, um, that's, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Roy. Let's switch to something that does not involve the concept of death. I know you're dying to move on, Derek, but you know, <laughs> I'm, living, I'm living to move on. I understand. All right. Well, get busy living or get busy dying. No, thanks, Rick. <laughs> I just made that up. Redemption. What? Oh, is that a line from a movie? That, you didn't read you know that? That was from Shawshank Redemption. I thought I had just made it up. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think you're serious. All right. Well, moving on from this deathly conversation. Um, if you were stuck on a desert island, what would you want to have with you? Now, I say what, not who. I think that's, that's a good distinction. I, I, I know we all want to have our significant others with us, but let's say that wasn't a possibility. So I would say, what item would you want to have with you? And let's say it would be for an extended period of time. Let's say maybe, I don't know, about a couple months. Yeah, maybe just a month, just a month. The only things that I could think of were music and literature. Okay, so what's let's say you could only have like maybe one album and one book. Um, hmm. Album, I would probably choose uh, Abbey Road. Good album, yeah. that's a great album. Um, of course, you, know, you think about how are you going to play the album, and, and I was hoping there would be some kind of uh, way I could generate electricity, like some sort of phonograph or something. Right, I don't that's, know. Yeah, that's only one. That's it. You're only allowed really one or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, it's just a CD of Abbey Road that you can't play. You just yeah. look at the no, album art. I think, yeah, I mean, if it's if if you're going to split hairs and, and talk about that, then I, I think, like, some sort of literature like i thought maybe just like an encyclopedia or something just something to keep you busy oh, yeah. and, and entertained um and to be able to go back to and um you know an an, an encyclopedia would allow you to keep giving yourself knowledge you know right well, i get that um no I, I like that answer one of the things that i thought about was you know is the situation do people know I'm on the desert island? Are are people gonna get me, or do I have to get my? Do I have to? Do I have to work to get myself off the island? Those kind of things. I, I did not about. consider attempting like an item that would help me get off the island. I just yeah, like the the, being the, the, Sorry, the the snarky answer is always like, "Well, I'd bring a boat, right, to mm -hmm. get off the island." Okay. But I feel like that's that's against the the spirit Yeah, I, I avoided uh, snarkiness. Yeah. From, yeah. I appreciate that. Roy, would you like to put some snark in here? I'd bring a boat for sure. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. This is a, it's a hard question. Because like Derek says, then you have to think about the logistics. Like I assume there's no internet signal on this mm. island. Right. All right. Um, sorry, I couldn't bring like an iPhone or something like that. Um, then, yeah, I think it pretty you much could. has to be. I mean, you could bring an iPhone, but like, when it runs out of charge, what would you do? Exactly, yeah. Right, right. I would need like a, a power bank, but then that's two things, right? And you're saying like one thing. Jeff, well, how about you? Um, <laughs> but I the correct I, answer is... <laughs> no, the correct, what I was going for was a tent. No, I don't. I would say entertainment-wise, yeah, I would bring a book. 
and I would bring a book that uh, I uh, was interested in reading, maybe a classic, um, maybe Anna Karenina, which I actually started reading a while back and I haven't finished. I would like to finish that. Um, you know, she then, dies at the end. Just what? Well, now, thanks a lot. <laughs> You just ruined uh, Jeff's Desert Island experience. <laughs> there was that like Island experience is gonna suck. You know, I opened the book and like Roy has the note, like she dies at the end, and I'm like, that's not fair. There was time now. <laughs> you know what's right. funny though is uh, I've never read the book. I just know that she dies at the end. Oh, all right. Well, for all Wait our not. listeners out there, spoiler alert. You know, about Anna Karenina. But it's from anyway. like, how old is that book? It's like over a hundred years, it's like a hundred and something. Yeah, years old. wait. If you don't, if there's no spoilers for a hundred year old books, you should have read uh, that shit already. <laughs> granted, I haven't, but you should have. But I guess so. I would choose a book, a, a, a fairly large novel that I was interested in reading, and then actually tell you the truth, maybe like some sort of uh, knapsack or even an AC unit, a portable, uh, uh, a portable self. Powering AC unit because it probably would get really cold at night, really hot, and that would really bother me. And I can make a tent myself, actually. I, I, I can probably, depending on what type of island it is, I can use some palm fronds and some stuff. You know, I can make some shade. You know, I'd figure it out. So basically, yeah. So I'd say like something maybe control the temperature. So we, yeah. I was going to say we all agree on entertainment, but you, yeah. Yeah, you're. Changing the temperature and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm gonna be the thermostat. Thermostat. I mean, I put it this way: that's if I'm allowed two items. But if I had a a book, would be fine because you don't need any power for it. You just need, you know, some sunlight, and you're fine. Well, uh, moving right along. You guys have anything you want to talk? Talking about books, actually, this is a good segue. Do you have anything you're reading right now? Any movie you're watching, or anything on anything you're listening to, Derek? I want to talk about uh, trap music, and the reason is because we all grew up um, in the '90s. We, you know, born uh, '83, '84, right, Roy? And uh, yes, and uh, we grew up. We're millennials, to technically. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, uh, from the '90s, and uh, we went through um, the 2000s. We were in college, and so Roy, you talked about last time on. You said '90s had the best music. You're probably being somewhat facetious at the time, but um, <laughs> I think, I mean, for all of us, you know, we um, maybe that music is closest to us, and um. I, being someone who is constantly searching for new music to listen to and to enjoy, you know, I branched out into music from the 60s and 70s through the influence of um, with my dad and um, and other genres as well. And finally, you know, come around to really appreciate the 80s, which I feel like the jo- the style of music that was popular, like right before your music, the music that you grew up in was popular, is like the hardest to to get into, I think. Derek, here's a good question for you. What do you define as trap music for our listeners? Trap music. Okay, I hope you just heard a sample. Um, but it's basically a subgenre of hip hop that um, features like slow rhythms. Um, but 
um, a lot of hi hats and not, um, I guess the lyrical content is, um, I don't know. I, I, it, to me, it's, it seems simpler than rap. Like I know Roy is a big fan of rap and I, I, you know, I like rap on some levels as well. Um, rap is a way to deliver. It's a style of delivery where you're, you're giving a lot of information in a short yeah. period of time. Yeah, and you're like also the, the doing lyrics. it rhythmically. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah, doing it like rhythmically. With rap, the lyrics are, are like at the forefront and kind of the driving force. And I think trap music, like the lyrics take a back seat to, to kind of like the atmosphere created by, uh, right. by the song. Yeah, so like when I do the rap that I do enjoy, um, I enjoy it a lot of the time because of the lyrical content and the, the the delivery and um when i listen to trap music i don't feel that um i can derive joy from the the content of the lyrics but still i mean like any new genre at first it's like what is this compared to the previous you know style of music that was popular before it it's like it's usually a reaction to what came before it so I don't want to say that the artists who are making that kind of music are not talented. They're just reacting to their environment. You know? I get that. Um, but I also, like, like Roy was saying, like, he doesn't feel like um, there's a lot of musical merit to it. And I can agree with that as well, because... You don't need to be good at playing an instrument. You don't need to be good at singing, and you don't right. need to be a good lyricist. Well, I feel like, from my perspective, for me, I've never been somebody who has to um, get behind a whole movement to enjoy a song. I'm not saying that either of you are saying that, but I feel like there's a uh, there's an inclination to, if you like a song, then you must like an entire genre of music. I'm not a big fan of country, and there are some country songs I like, especially Johnny Cash. And mm -hmm. I like a lot of rap songs, but I wouldn't say that I generally like rap music uh, whole. There's even, there's even a lot of rock music that I like, and there's a lot of rock music I don't like. Maybe you'll find a song that you'll connect to, and then it could turn your whole perspective. But, or maybe not, and that's, you know, that's fine too, you know? Yes. But yeah. speaking of which, though, is there any any music or any any show that you want to uh, plug? Anything you're listening to or watching that you'd like to talk about? Um, yeah, I I could uh, I could uh, <laughs> recommend a few. Um, Roy, did did you want to? Did you have any? No, I have nothing. Uh, <laughs> what if I've been? I watched uh, my girlfriend and I watched uh, the last John Mulaney stand up special. Uh, mm. which we both enjoyed. I feel like he appeals to most. He's like a universally funny. I feel, I don't know anybody <laughs> who's like John Mulaney. That guy sucks. Uh, yeah. So uh, we both enjoyed it. Very cool. Yeah. Very good comedian. Um, okay. Well, since I talked about, um, new music that I didn't find interesting, um, I'll introduce, a new band that I do find interesting. And again, um, 
I like a lot of things, but since I'm from, I'm living in Japan right now, I'll um, introduce a Japanese band. Uh, there's a band called Chai. Have you heard of them? Chai? No. Chai, C-H-A-I. Um, it's a band of four um, Japanese girls, and they make uh, kind of like um, punk dance-inspired um, music. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, it's pretty different. Um, when you hear it, you might be like, whoa, what's this? I don't know if I like this. But it, it's pretty catchy, actually. Um, give it a try. You made me think of uh, something I did just listen to, which is kind of amusing. Uh, my girlfriend showed me this. Uh, so, you know, my girlfriend is, is Thai. She grew up in Thailand. Uh, but she told me about this band called uh, Michael Learns to Rock. That's the <laughs> name of the band. They're, uh, they're a Danish rock band, uh, but they do all their songs in English. And uh, I guess what's amusing to me is that apparently this band is huge all over Asia and, and parts of Europe as well. Uh, but as far as I can tell, I don't think like anybody in America. Have you ever heard of Michael Learns to Rock? I haven't, no. I haven't either. Je- wow. Yeah, so they're, they're like a no-name band here. But, uh, but apparently they're huge. And my girlfriend starts playing me these songs. She's like, wait, you've never heard this song? This is a classic. <laughs> like, this is Never been played in America ever, um, <laughs> but uh, apparently they're huge. But they're not. They're like an English. Well, they're a Danish band, but their songs are in English. And uh, I, I guess I, actually, um, they're not that good. Don't listen to them. But I, I was more fascinated uh, that there are these bands that are so huge. They're like English-speaking bands that are huge in other countries, but not um, in America, where you know we speak English which was interesting to me. You know, I forgot to mention, I did see another movie that, I mean, this is not, it's funny, I talk about classic movies, but uh, there's not really a classic, but I did want to mention, I did finally see the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, about Mr. Rogers. Ooh, that was good. I yeah, liked I liked that one. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was well made. Um, it was actually more the movie I wanted to see than the uh, feature film that came out with Tom Hanks, because that mm-hmm. one was more about uh, Mr. Rogers as a supporting character. I mean, I enjoyed it as well, but I really wanted to know more about, you know, what made Mr. Rogers think and what made him tick. And it sounded like he really was driven to this need to get his message out to all the children of the world that they're special and that they have value and they're able to uh, explore um, different things and just feel loved. And I think that's something that he really did well. I actually was, it's funny, as a child, I don't think I was actually ever really, uh, I don't think I was ever really watching his show as much as I think other people were. I remember watching Sesame Street a lot when I was very young, and then Mr. Rogers would come on, and I was kind of like, all right, well, uh, this is okay, you know? <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. But I, I respect him more now as, a, as an adult, knowing what he did and how he did it. So that was something the documentary showed that I was really happy about, and I think it's yeah. only going to be on HBO for the rest of uh, less. I think it's going to be off HBO soon if anyone wants to check it out. I think it's something worth watching. People are wondering, is he like that all the time? Or is it, or how much of, of it is an act, you know? And um, <laughs> like they go cut and, and he's like, get these kids out of here. <laughs> Scram. Yeah. 
Rap well, you're going <laughs> you're, you're yeah. to have to see the documentary to see uh, what he really was like, right, Jeff? Yeah, I, I would definitely say like the interview with his wife and his his children and the people on the set. And there there is certainly it's hinted at. I won't spoil. Well, I don't know if I'm spoiling it too much by saying it, but I'll put it this way: there, there obviously he was aware of things, and he. I think there was a bit of, um, a bit of an edge to him that he obviously didn't show. But the very fact that he didn't say that Eddie Murphy's parody of him was like bad, he he understood. He he got it. He was he was, you know, he didn't he enjoyed the uh, influence. I think he had, and I think he respected uh the the appreciation of his um abilities so i feel that it's definitely a it's 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 an objective documentary it's certainly more in the positive but it definitely doesn't um it doesn't I it's not like the michael problem. jackson documentary it's oh not. yeah well, no, no i would say no it was nothing like the michael jackson documentary no definitely not the only agenda that this this documentary has is that uh, they wanted to explore who he was as a person, and I think it's like I said, I, I don't know I if don't I what they found will shock you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely worth checking out. Um, I guess since Derek and I have already seen it, I guess this recommendation is for our listeners and for Roy. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I heard a I heard good things about him and the movie. Yeah, I heard yeah. he was a good guy. Well, thank you all for joining us today. And let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover or if you just want to say hi, send us a message at coast to coast to coast podcast at gmail.com. That's coast to number two, coast to number two, and then coast podcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Thing here. We should we should keep this portion in the, in the podcast. I know we should. I am keeping it. I still haven't disconnected yet, so this is how it's gonna end. I, I thought it'd be funny <laughs> to say like the only fan mail we get, it's like it's like, eat your vegetables. It's like our parents just like. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to put that in the show. <laughs>